Good morning. Welcome to Tom's World Language Cafe, coming to you live from Fishers, Indiana. Fishers, Indiana is located to the north of Indianapolis and has a population of 120,000 people. And I like to always put a plug in for Fishers. I um, want to thank all the listeners for being with us today and especially thank the Apple uh, group for uh, sponsoring the podcast. Now, we have a special day here. It's raining. It's kind of rainy out, but we've had pretty good weeks. Supposed to be good weather after today. So, and we're also the, in Indiana. The COVID cases are declining rapidly, and uh, we're excited about that and uh, trying to get more people vaccinated. But uh, we're doing okay. Could be better, but not bad. Um, so, um, one of the things today that we have in store for you is an incredibly interesting guest, and he comes all to us live right now from Durham, North Carolina, and he, uh, his name is John Temple. We're honored to have him with us. He's a, a outstanding, classic, great Spanish teacher in high school most of his career, and after that became a songwriter and writer. Uh, and this is really u- utilizing his creative abilities in another way now. So uh, without uh, further ado, I would like to introduce to everybody, and you're going to like his accent. He still has this southern accent and a beautiful southern accent. I'd like to introduce everybody to John Temple. John, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um how is the weather in Durham today? It's also supposed to rain and be thunderstormy here today. <laughs> okay. So, but I'm sure it's much warmer here than it is probably in Indiana. I don't know that. Yeah. Now, the listeners might not know this, but uh, John is a pretty ardent basketball fan. And I remember this from past discussions. And uh, he's a course a fan of North Carolina and Duke and all those wonderful great teams in uh, the state of, uh, of uh, North Carolina and um, so John could you tell us which state is the uh, more interested in basketball Indiana or, or North Carolina well of course I think North Carolina <laughs> is I know what you think though Tom I actually went to UNC Chapel Hill Okay, so you have a little prejudice, right? Because I, I went to IU in Bloomington, right? So, uh, I live, <laughs> so I live very close to Duke, but I, uh, I graduated from UNC Chapel. Yeah, it was certainly some great basketball teams, and of course the Pacers. We have a, have had a lot of connections with uh, with North Carolina. Uh, I think uh, I want to say Donnie Walsh, our, our ex president. Of the Pacers, did, 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 I think he played or went to school somewhere around there and uh, may have, uh, can't remember who he played for, but might have been South Carolina where he played, I'm not sure. Uh, but we've had uh, uh, people that, uh, uh, I don't know whether Nate McMillan went there or not. He was our ex-coach. I, I want to say he might have gone to North Carolina and played. Does that ring a bell? I don't know that. Yeah. I, I'm not sure, but I think maybe. So, hey, why did you become a Spanish teacher? Uh, and tell us a little bit about your 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 years of experience and and how many years you taught Spanish uh, in in North Carolina. Um, I actually heard someone speak Spanish when I was a young kid. Was intrigued by it until I got to high school. Wanted to take it in high school, went to the University of North Carolina, spent my time there, graduated, and went directly into a classroom where I spent 31 years in the same room, in the same school. Now, what school was that? Walter Williams High School in Burlington, North Carolina. Okay. So was that a fairly big high school or average size? Presently has maybe fourteen or fifteen hundred students. Pretty good sized school, right? Yeah, and I spent the whole time in the same classroom. So, how did that go? Did you? It, it probably was a challenge, right, to keep the the creativity going, maybe, and keep the the room decorations going and and changing things around a lot, right? I had a, 
I had a very nice decorated classroom. I always uh, worked on that. Uh, I worked to um, get my students to behave by winning them over. When I was in college, they said, um, wear heavy shoes and you can't be friends with the students, which turned out not to be necessary at all. Uh, if you got to the point that you were a great teacher, the, te the students knew you cared and you um, became friends with the students through that, a lot of times you didn't have to actually get them to behave. They behaved because they liked you and knew that you were a good teacher and care about them. Well said, beautifully said. Um, so I do know that uh, your involvement in uh, uh, the, um, the language organizations was profound, right? Especially uh, the National Spanish Honor Society. Can you tell us a little bit yes. about what you did for the National Spanish Honor Society? Well, the, the Sociedad Honoraria Hispanica, SHH, for all the, the Spanish folks out there, you know of, that. It was a case of fate, I think. Uh, in 1974 or 5, I had a mentor. Her name was June Bird. And she retired, and it turned out that she was the national director for North Carolina of the Sociedad Honoraria Hispanica, and she asked me if I would like to be the state director. I said, yes. Supposedly, I was only supposed to have three terms of three years, according to the SHH Constitution, but no one was paying attention to that, so I was the state director for 17 years. In 1989, uh, the then-president of the national group chose me as the state director of the year and I got a trip to San Diego, uh, not to San Diego, to San Antonio, Texas, where I got to give a little speech before the national board. Uh, someone recognized something in me and two years later I got asked to run for national vice president, did that ran for president, won that, and then Mario Fierros quit as the national director. I applied for the national director job and got that, and I did that for three years, four years, really. And John was the national director when I was serving on the board as well, and uh, he was a, the national director during my time um, when I was there doing my uh, work there with the Sociedad. And I can tell you firsthand, John was astounding. And he was one of the most detailed persons I think I've ever known in my life. And he made, he was so impeccable with everything that he did with the Sociedad. It was really fun to watch him work and, and all the great, uh, his attention to detail and uh, how he cared about the organization I uh, don't think there could have ever been anybody that did as well as John did in, in what he did. And uh, so, John, we thank you for that. That was wonderful work. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm sure everybody over the years greatly appreciated it. Um, so what what about um, your uh, Sociedad? Now, obviously, you met a lot of people, right, because I got to meet you. And I didn't know you until I, I was in the Sociedad. And uh, do you, did you enjoy that aspect of the job? Yes. I loved meeting the people uh, that I would have never known in a million years. To me, a lot of times they had been people whose names were in Albricius or in Hispania that I never thought in a million years I would get to meet. And then I was there with them. Uh, and, and of course, one thing I liked was going to all the places where the national meetings were held. California, Arizona, Tennessee, Philadelphia, all over the country, and then to Mexico, to Puerto Rico, to Spain. Um, yes, it was, it was great fun in the day. It really wonderful. was. Um, 
So what about back to the teaching for a minute? Well, tell me a little bit about your experiences in the classroom. What was one of the funniest things that ever happened? Uh, I really shouldn't tell on myself. <laughs> but, uh, at the end of one period one day, now I did have a great reputation as a good teacher, thank goodness. Uh, I decided I would arm wrestle a student. And our arms were up like this. And my arm broke. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, and I, I met an orthopedic surgeon that day uh, at the hospital. Went to the doctor the last time a year later and uh, had my, the rest of school from May 15th to the end of the school, I had my arm in the sling with my shirt over my collar. Um, it wasn't funny when it happened, but when looking back on it, it's ridiculous to be funny. And it turned into what I call temple, a temple tale. Okay. I used to I used to tell these stories. Uh, most of my students thought they were getting me off the subject, but I, I should admit now that a lot of times I told the temple tales to build rapport with the students. They got to see me as a person instead of a, a teacher. Beautiful, so, beautiful. What what a story! That that's amazing. Now. What about your happiest moment while you were teaching? What was that probably? Um, every minute was my happiest. When I was in the classroom, that was the thing I wanted to be doing. All the extra work and grading papers and planning and typing and stuff was not my favorite part of the job. It was just a necessary part of the job. I just loved being in the classroom with the students. And... and and they behave, and um, I have a lot of friends on Facebook who are my students now. And John also was, as you can tell when he's speaking here, he had a passion for everything related to teaching and beyond, and uh, still does, has a passion and other things we're going to talk about in a little bit, but uh, I think that was one of the things, John, I always admired in you is your passion that you had for teaching and the students and things. And and I think we all were able to share during those years on the Sociedad, every, every person there on the, on the in that board when you were the, the director, everybody kind of captured that uh, passion that you had for just not the work in the Sociedad, but your, your classroom, the teaching, and all the, the great things that you were doing in the classroom. So again, we appreciated that very, very much. Um, now, what about uh, today's teaching? What's the difference in today's teaching, you think, versus when you were teaching? Or do you think that it isn't terribly different? Uh, I think it's a big difference. And I think technology has been the reason. You know, I had to write on the board. Uh, I had to use overhead projectors and film projectors and film strip projectors and slide projectors, which don't exist anymore. Nowadays, teachers have uh, whiteboards and a computer projector. You could do your plans at home on a presentation software, come to school and present it in the classroom. It is so different now that it's... Um, it's good and it's bad. Nowadays with technology, the students are used to being able to change direction about every 10 seconds, looking at the YouTube, looking at a computer, looking at a phone. And so teachers have to be more on point now and change direction even more than they used to have to change because you can't keep the kids' interest anymore without uh, having the technology in your classroom. Right. So the power of technology is there. Um, now, some people that are on the, that I've had on the show, they seem to think that it's, it's a mix at this point, you know, kind of a 50, 50 deal, maybe less. Some of them say 70, 30, 
you know, 30% technology, 70% live stuff. And uh, do you think that's probably about right? Yes. I think that um, probably um, teachers, you know, follow the textbook. But there's so much, so many things that you could do now that you couldn't do before. You can, when you're talking about a city like Madrid, you could actually use Street View and drive down the Grand Via when before you had to either show photos or just talk about it. You could go down the Paseo de la Reforma in Mexico City and show them the angel in the traffic circle. Um, you could do all sorts of things with technology. So I think that part's a positive because you actually can go to the foreign country and no matter whether you're teaching French or Spanish or German or any other world language, uh, it's, it's amazing to me what can be done now that could not be done when I was teaching. That was a long time ago. Well said, well said, beautiful. Um, so what are your favorite places to travel? Where do you like to go the most? Well, I really love Spain. Uh, and I visited Puerto Rico twice, and it's beautiful there. Um, some parts of Mexico are absolutely fabulous. And I like to visit in the United States. I have a friend in Denver. I've been there twice in the last... Um, year and we visited all sorts of places there um it's 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 actually remarkable how much how many places you can go there this year he came here and we went to the great smoky mountain national park which is the most visited national park in the whole country uh and it's absolutely beautiful and it's got a lot of positive things that people should come to North Carolina since you were plugging Indiana. Beautiful state, yeah. Just lovely. So what, um, I wanted to back up for a minute and uh, talk a little bit about um, where you studied at. Um, where did you do your work, grad, undergraduate work, etc.? cetera? Uh, I, I, I don't really have a lot of graduate degrees, but I graduated from the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. If you want the year, I will tell you. Who was the, you don't have to test, not necessary. Who was the, um, who was the, uh, your favorite teacher there in Spanish? Dr. McKnight. Okay. I'm sure he's passed on. Uh -huh. um, he was a great professor. Dr. Duffy was a professor that I liked. There was the Dr. Jones that I liked. Um, and of course, there were people in the School of Education that I also liked. Uh -huh. uh, because technically, my degrees in education with Spanish as my teaching field. So did you, um, I wanted to ask you about your family. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about your family? Um, well, I'm an only child. Probably my big mouth is the reason. <laughs> and uh, my, they were uh, blue-collar workers, and technically we were not well off. I probably was not going to go to college, but it was like a miracle that I actually went because... Um, when I got to be a senior in high school, I had not planned to go to college because I didn't think I could go, didn't think I could afford to go. I don't know who the blessed soul is that said to me, uh, why don't you apply to UNC Chapel Hill? Um, the application is free. So I went to what then was a small room, the guidance office, applied in April, got in in May, and two months later, I was standing in Chapel Hill with my mom at orientation. Wonderful. So bless the person in the, in the mission office. And, of course, it's hard to get in Chapel Hill, but I didn't realize how hard it was to get in UNC when I applied. Yeah, I'm but sure. 
very difficult, right? Very, very difficult. Like 30 or 40,000 applicants. Huh? Wow, that's incredible. Um, so now what about um, uh, this um, travel and study abroad and things? Uh, how important is that for teachers and students to, to do that? Tremendously important because you actually can come back with a wealth of knowledge about the language, but you also have firsthand knowledge of the places that you visited. I took students to Mexico, to Spain and Portugal, and sometimes to Spain and France when the French teacher couldn't travel. And um, it makes all world of difference. And of course, in those days, I took slides and photographs and I came back and shared that with my classes, and the first-hand knowledge made all the difference in the world. Uh, you know, you can read about places in books, but the first-hand knowledge is so much more. So then, um, for the listeners out there, this is kind of the amazing, uh, another amazing episode in John's life and career in a way, although this one is more fun, I think, because he's, he's able to just kind of work on his own here and, uh, and, and really be super creative. Um, John, what, what do you think creativity is? What does that mean for the listeners? I, I was really going to talk quite a bit about this today. What does that mean? Well, I'm not sure where any creativity that I had came from. It just seems to come out of the air. You're referring to the songs that I've written. Uh, actually, I started, my mom was bedridden, and I started about 10 or 12 years ago uh, writing poetry for her because she was written in, in bed. So someone said to me, why don't you add music to these and make them songs? So I taught myself how to use GarageBand on the Apple computer, and um, the rest is history. By now, I've written several hundred songs. Out of which, um, how many songs are on uh, Re Reverb Nation? Probably a hundred. A hundred songs. Of which, yeah. So... And then on those, John sings the songs, and um, he, uh, it, it's just rather amazing. And uh, I, I was just astonished when I saw the list, and then to find out that uh, John actually, I thought it might just be a recitation of the, of the words, but it actually, John is singing, and uh, very impressive lyrics, et cetera, and it's uh, quite impressive, and uh, John, congratulations on that. That's amazing, amazing work. Wow. And uh, for somebody uh, that that uh, just picked this up on the side and then all of a sudden uh, it's become quite a thing with you, that uh, that is quite an accomplishment. And uh, for the listeners, I asked John how he did this, about the about the writing the words, and, and they just kind of come out to him out of the He pulls these things out of the air. And... Wow. Uh, just uh, and then he records them. I believe he said on his uh, phone, and then uh, and while he's thinking of the ideas and he, and he says the words, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then he creates the, the the lyrics. But that's that's quite amazing. And uh, uh, but John simply said that, uh, and I think it's interesting for the listeners uh, until you really try things, though. And you don't know how interested you're going to be with it and how much fun you can have with it. And I'm totally impressed that uh, about John with, with teaching and this both because I think there's one big thing that John always did that I always was impressed with, with teaching, and it was about he enjoyed it and it was fun for him. It was not, I don't think it ever probably was a job, like a job job. I mean, he went into work and he totally enjoyed being with the kids and teaching. And I think the same thing's true of the songs. And uh, 
and 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 the the songwriting and the music that um, you just really having fun with this, right? I am. I write the songs. I record the songs. I send them to YouTube. I put them on Reverb Nation and on Facebook. And um, some of the early songs were actually video, but mostly late. guess you're going to give some samples yes and for the listeners john if they want to uh this i think they can get if they would like to get a list of these songs and and hear you uh sing they need to uh, go to reverb r-e-v-e-r-b reverb nation all one word dot com slash john temple and you'll see a picture of john and his songs. And is that right, John? It's reverbnation.com slash artist slash John Temple 6. Okay, that's the more specific one. Now, I did do, John, I just did reverbnation.com slash John Temple, and you were the first one up there. Are there other John Temples? Maybe so, right? I don't know why I'm John Temple Six. I looked for the other five and I never found them. So I don't know. So, but it's uh, John T E M P L A Temple, right? And uh, ReverbNation.com. And if you do a search there for John Temple and uh, his music, uh, you, you'll find that a list of many of his songs with with uh, the actual music, etc. And some of the songs are in Spanish. Uh, most of them are in English, but some are in Spanish. And so for the listeners, I thought what we would do here is I'd put on a little bit of each song. I was going to put five of them on out of a hundred, I guess. Five, not a lot. But anyway, I'm going to put five on, and you can hear the words for a little bit, and then uh, John's going to give us a little idea of what it meant to him when he was writing it and some of the meaning of the songs. So we're going to start out with... um, we're going to do a uh, uh, sunset first, okay? Here we go. Lift my heart and let it sing as it did when we were younger. The time has flown. Friendship has grown so now, dear friend, I do miss you the way you were. It looked as if we would be friends forever, that nothing could change that, but now some Afflicting you, my tears when alone belie the pain I feel when I think back in time. Okay, now tell us a little bit about the the sunset. Well, I have a dear friend from childhood. I met her when I was about seven or eight, and she is affected from illness um, now, and I wrote that song for her, thinking about her. Beautiful, beautiful. That was, and again, you this song just kind of popped into your head, though, right? I mean... And it came out of the air. I actually called them Whispers from the Air. Whispers from the air, beautiful. That's amazing. Okay, now we're going to go to one that's uh, a whole different feel for this one. This is called Beaten Down. Beaten Down. I have been there more than one 
Beautiful. That's a lot of uh, the Quixote, right? And if you'd have played the actual end, uh, it had a religious tone at the end. It said, and when I leave, I'm not going down, 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 but I'm going up, up, up. Beautiful. 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 Okay. Then the next one we're going to pick out is we're going to do a Spanish one. We'll do uh, Tu Sonrisa. Here we go. This is Tu Sonrisa. Your smile. Just whispers from the air, right? Whispers in Spanish from the air. Okay, okay, muy bien. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, now we're going to go to another one in Espanol, La Luz. Here we go. La Luz, light. The light. Necesito la luz, quiero la luz, busco la luz todos los días, todo el tiempo, mi luz es la música, el centro de la atención no tan mucho, pero si viene, que now, what about La Luz? Why was that, John, picked? Um, when, I, when I write these songs, I sort, sort of forget everything else while I'm doing it. Uh, troubles, problems, sometimes things I'm supposed to do get forgotten, and <laughs> I just on the song and sing them. That's actually the song I published on Reverb Nation yesterday. Okay, very nice. Now, this next one we're going to do is Peacemaker.
what about that uh, peacemaker? What what uh, prompted you to do that one? Uh, it was actually about the fact that no one, especially nowadays on social media, have any restraints whatsoever. They just say the first thing that comes to their mind sometimes. And I'm sure some people regret what they say. I try to be restrained. And so that's why I said I want to be a peacemaker, not a peace breaker. Okay. Very, very nice. Now, so I'm looking at a list. If I wanted to pick another song, a couple of songs, what would I pick? Um, I like Back Then, but it's far down the list. Back Then. I'll find it. Hold on. So we're looking for Back Then. Okay. Um, okay, I'm just going down the list here. Um is it toward the bottom? I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to look and see if sometime you are. Maybe you can play a little lie. Okay, where was that one located at? Uh, if you find the song Barbara, it's about five songs underneath that. So is it pretty far down from where I was? I'm going to read the titles to the listeners. This will be interesting, too. Here are the titles of some of John's songs. Here we go. Love is meant to be. Believe in what's possible. Hold on to Christmas. Uh, Most important gifts. Thankfulness. Um, Critic. Get together. In the quiet times. Forgive. Really live. Really live. Hope. Call me crazy. Don't be afraid. Speak to our hearts, meant to be, the light of a new day. Get in the car, take a chance, willing to work. Any of those, John, you'd want me to put on for a minute? Well, if you'd like to play Get in the Car, it's okay. That was one I wrote during the pandemic. Okay, here we go. Just wanna get in the car and just drive off sometimes and not look back. Just keep going and not look back. There is just so much happening nowadays. Of course I can't and I won't, but sometimes I do daydream. I keep thinking that. This can't go on, but it just keeps going on. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. That was about very nice. Very nice. Now, as I scroll down the list, there's take a chance, willing to work. If you want me to stop when I'm special, let me know. I do try. What have you done? Love, hope, goodness, uh, free, freedom. Um Mama saw Jesus smile when the rain. You need to go a lot further down. Okay. All right. Head over heels, wonder, a little bit of love, find a positive purpose, anybody. A heart stays broken. You set me free. Whispers in the air. Oh. Is this about, is this about your writing? Yeah, if you'd like to play that, I don't see it, but if you'd like to try that, I don't remember. Okay. Whispers in the air. I don't know about any of you, but it can be completely quiet in any room. It is in the air come out of nowhere 
beautiful. That that uh, some of your motivation, right? With how how the the ideas come, right? Yeah, that's exactly how they come. Interesting. And now, as you said, nowadays I have this phone and I can use the notes thing. When I get a song, I can just record the song. I just say it into the freeform into the phone, and then I can write it down later on and have a song. Sometimes it takes like 15 minutes to write a whole song. Okay, amazing. All right, I'm going to read some more. When you when we get on one you'd like me to stop, let me know. On the go, before we know, every single day, underwater, the, uh, the child I was, uh, to mothers everywhere, your purpose for the dreamers. Is that the dreamers, the Latinos, or no? That's just dreamers. That's not a Latino song. Okay. Just be you. Go to a quiet place. Let your heart sing. True friends under the moon. Um... Días lluviosos como este. Back home with love, blink of an eye. Willfulness, out at night, acting, working, reason. Wow. Chris. I'll play a little bit of working. That's a song about working. Okay. working uh let's see time for santa uh there's christmas songs mixed in here okay barbara um did you want me to do barbara oh i think we should go over that okay But she's still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. But, um, Good. She never communicate anymore. Okay. Um, so, what about light in the darkness? Never give up. The next one's a little live. Oh, there's you want to do that one? Want to do that one? Sometimes they make love go away for friends. 
That was about little lies, and uh, what is it? And how they grow if you start. Yes. So I'd rather not say anything than just lie. Right. Exactly. I, well, I look today. <laughs> Don't lie. You know, you could, you you can start with little lies like that, and before you know it, you're making up old stories. Okay. How about Busco Esperanza? Can we do that one? I'd rather you do a well-lived life. It's right above. Okay. Now, I don't see it on my... Oh, here it is. Okay. Busco Esperanza, is that okay now? I'm, I'm going to run down the list a little bit when I get home. Back then, no, yeah. not. Yeah. You might want to try to do back then. That's the one I said a long time ago. All right, here we go. Back then, we'll try that one. about that one um 
it's it it was about my mom's death eventually, but it was talking about how foolish young people are. They don't realize that life is going to teach them lessons uh, as they age. You know, I'm writing from a mature perspective here. Okay. So, big difference. Okay, so totally, yes. And um, um, let's see. How about the dance? Is that a, how does that go? You can play a little of it if you'd like. Okay. I'm sorry about the I'm going down the list. I can tell you about that song. It was about a couple that were very old. Okay. That been married a long, long time who were dancing. Uh, uh, it was a new couple. Beautiful. That's unbelievable. Okay. How about uh, another Espanol? One in Espanol, Allá in Paraíso. What about that one? Allá in Paris, over the, out there in paradise. That's probably about the next for the classroom. That's, that'd be good for the classroom. Beautiful. I, I love that. Conditional. I some of those songs in three years. Yeah, conditional perfect there. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the, um, uh, how about anything else? Dreams, uh, that music. I think your audience has probably heard enough from right. singing. Okay. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate you giving me a little plug here. Well, it's, it's it, you know, well-deserved. And, uh, you know, one of the things that um, is really, really nice is the, uh, the uh, ability to, um, that you have of creating things. You know, it's just magnificent. I think that your words, your, your lyrics, and, and all the ideas, and, and you singing the songs is quite magnificent, and especially in retirement, right? This is kind of your gift to yourself, right? And to all of us, listeners and everybody. Uh, and you're able to do that. And, that the, and you have the, obviously have this stamina and the creativity to be able to do it. But, but to have the passion that you do for this, very similar to teaching. And uh, it's really, really impressive. And I think the listeners, if you're out there listening, uh, for the, the teachers who are perhaps retired or ready to retire or soon to retire. Uh, look at what John's done in his retirement. It's amazing. And, uh, and I think that part of it is uh, totally, totally impressive. And, uh, and John, you should be congratulated for that. And just uh, we certainly appreciate all the things you've done 
in teaching and now in, in the songwriting and things, that that's a, a really beautiful thing, and uh, we thank you very much for that. Um, now, um, do you have any closing words, John, for the listeners out there, the teachers? Any words of inspiration you'd like to put out there? I don't know how, inspira- how inspiring I will be to people, but um, I've been blessed all my life to have associations with great people. When I was teaching, the faculty was great. When I was working for the Sociedad, everyone was great there, including you. Um, I've been blessed in health, even though I've had a few challenges in the couple in the last couple of years. Um, I I had a stroke in my right hand a year ago, but it's much better. Uh, I actually could not speak at first when I had the stroke, and you obviously can tell I'm a chatterbox now. Um, so I've been really blessed during the during my whole life. It's not that I haven't had challenges. My dad died when I was 28, and my mom was bedridden the last three and a half years of her life, and I was the caregiver. But um, I generally feel blessed, not any other way but that. Well, you've done a marvelous, marvelous job in teaching and uh, everything you do, and then in the passion that you have and how you care about people. It's another thing I was always amazed at, how you cared about people. And uh, you always were patient and kind and a very kind, wonderful person. And, and we all appreciated that, John, and still do, of course. And, uh, and uh, we've been blessed to, uh, to have known you all, all these years. Now, uh, we're going to leave, John, and I want to thank you so much for being on the show and it was so neat to be able to spend time with your music here. And uh, uh, that, that part is really, really nice. And so uh, before we leave, I would like to uh, tell the listeners to come back and see us in July, uh, our program in July. And we'll have a surprise guest, as we always do. And uh, please check it out. And if you uh, don't subscribe yet, please subscribe to our podcast. And uh, they automatically send those to you automatically every time there's a, a, a new new show that we do. And we try to do at least one a month. So, and this is our 10th year, listeners. And for all of you, and I think I mentioned this the last show, we are now in our 10th year. We've been doing these for 10 years. And we're very excited that we've been able to do them. And please join us again the next time. Everybody have a great, great uh, rest of the week. And um, get outside and enjoy and get, be sure you got your, your vaccination, get your vaccine, uh, the COVID shots, and so you can get out there and relax and enjoy things. So everybody have a great day. John, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure and honor to have you in the show. And uh, so para los oyentes, nos despedimos de ustedes. And John, you want to say a word to the listeners en español para decir algo? Okay, muy bien. Y aquí estamos, uh, nos vemos la próxima vez. And for everybody in French, au revoir. And you people in German out there, in Chinese and all the languages. And we do do all the languages on here, so we're happy to be able to say that. So we try to represent all languages. Okay, everybody have a great day. Thanks again for listening to us. And check out John's music, right? Uh, Reverb Nation. Uh, John Temple, check it out, and you're going to love it. So it's very inspiring. And uh, again, thank you. Have a great day. Bye.